0: yeah so so after that yeah.
1: that period the three beating it for the third time you're feeling better but it yeah. kind of took a mental toll on you as well lost yeah. lost a lot of your money lost a lot of confidence because yeah. you didn't feel like you had the mental edge so that's when you went yeah you know jet ski into the cove and kind of escaping it in a sense and then you're like enough i gotta go fight again so that yep. kind of leads us back to where what you were saying of of launching these brands you're currently running i believe right ladies and gentlemen Welcome
0: to the eCom Growth Show. Let's go. But, uh, my next door
2: neighbor, um, we live on a uh, on a big Gulf. Well, you guys know water, so this will be fun. Yeah, <laughs> we're on a big Gulf Access Canal, like where four intersecting, like hundred and eighty foot canals all come together, and we're like right on the edge of a big basin. So it's beautiful um awesome. and it goes right out to the gulf of mexico so if uh so if i had a fishing boat um you know a big fishing boat i've you know i don't even have any bridges you know i'm like mm. right out to the river right out to the gulf nice. um the bad news yeah the bad news is, is as i'm sure you guys know when the storms come through there's nothing to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> Just all open. <laughs> right, there's no there's nothing to slow them down. So I my neighbor is right on the point and I'm one house in and um uh he did the same thing but didn't cut enough of the uh of the um uh panels when hurricane Charlie came through. Mm. Um Yeah. Just a backyard pool on a, on a, you know, back of a house. So, I mean, just typical of what you would see 26 grand to fix. Wow. Man.
0: That's crazy. And to have to deal with that, you know, it's a fairly regular thing. Well, I'm glad to hear that you kind of went through this one and for the most part, everything went okay. Ken, we're super excited to have you on today because um, you know, you've been successful with multiple e-commerce brands. And one thing, that we even love even more is that, you know, more often than not behind the success of like an e-commerce store is there's a really cool story of how you got there. And so I want to start to open us up into how did you even get started on this e-commerce journey? Because I believe it actually starts with some hard news, right? And and trying to find a solution for yourself. And eventually that turning into something that helps a ton of people.
2: Yeah, it it really did. And, um, it's, it's similar, but not the same to, uh, to your story. Uh, Mm. I grew up, uh, in a Midwest town. Um, my dad was a factory worker. I was realistically, I was the poorest kid that I knew. Mm. I was the kid Mm. that didn't have Levi's. I was the kid who drove a $75 VW bug that was worth every penny I paid for it. Um, (laughs) You know, up until my early twenties, um, I paid for all my own college by working—literally uh, two full-time jobs in the summer and a part-time job and a full-time job during the school year. Um, it was—it was not any fun, and it wasn't—it wasn't good for my. Um, it certainly wasn't good for my self-confidence, and I—I um, I got to this kind of—and um, I know I'm not the only one. That's why. Um, I, I really, uh, am and, 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 thankful that you brought me on for this. Cause I know I need to tell my story, mm. uh, more because it's not for me. It's, it's, I know it's val- it's valuable to others, but I, mm-hmm. I had, I had gotten buried in this and just kind of started to, in my mind, accept this narrative that I had created in my own mind that this is, this is how I'm going to be. This is who, who I'm going to be. This is how life is going to be forever. And for some reason, uh, just one day, uh, in my early twenties, I, you know, was at one of my full-time jobs, bust in my tail. And I just had this kind of personal breakthrough, um, of where I literally just said enough, mm-hmm. just like, literally like out loud and like in the back of this warehouse, sweating my rear end off and like enough. I'm, I'm just not, not going to do this and do, um, due to a, a number of, uh, of, of just, serendipity, I guess, for lack of a better word, I ended up in a situation where, as a very young man, packed up all my things, ended up uh, by myself in South Florida, and uh, ended up working with a, a group of you know, what we would now call venture capitalists, mm-hmm. guys that, you know, traveled around the country, bought up businesses or took equity and them, fixed them up, broke them up, you know, broke them down, whatever they had to do, and then moved on to the next one. And I got hooked up with them. And that's I spent a, about
1: two years. That's a oh, major transition God. from, uh you know, in the warehouse, busting your buns to like having that moment, mm-hmm. packing everything up. And now you're with venture capitalists. I mean, that's, I know you said there's some things that happened in the meantime, but what was that transition like?
2: It was a, it was a, it was a complete, like I said, it was a complete fluke that it, that that it happened. Um, these venture capitalists came into this, this company that I had, you know, ended up with in Florida Mm. and, um, they came in one day and I didn't realize, you know, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what they did. All of a sudden they were showing up every day. And, um, uh, they came into the you know into the office you know kind of this kind of retail space office space that i worked at and they walked in with the guy who was the owner of the company and i literally saw him, uh, one of the guy's texas oil men who were the venture capitalists and um, i i heard one of them whisper and I saw him point and, and they said and they said that guy and i'm like mm. no way get fired <laughs> right i'm like because they're letting everybody else go Mm. Right, and I'm like, oh, "What am I going to do?" I'm mean, like, "I'm here by myself. I'm broke. I was broke before I got here, you know." Yeah, and um, and I found out uh, very quickly I was the only one they kept. They wow. fired everybody. Oh my!
0: Goodness. And
2: uh, it, like I said, it was it was just it was just such a fluke. Yeah. And um, uh, they um, me, and the two guys that ran the organization, um, the the you know, this syndicate of venture capitalists, um, I ended up, I I called it, I ended up being his right-hand man. When in reality, what I was is uh, I was his gopher and my job was to do nothing but watch, 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 watch. And um, for a long time, I felt really stupid because we would have these long, long days, you know, 12, 14 hour days where there was a lot going on. And at the end of every day, these couple of guys would, you know, sit around with their cowboy hats, you know, smoking cigarettes and drinking beer in the office, and they would ask me the same questions every day. Mm. What'd you see today? What'd you learn today? What did you see today? And it was almost every single day. Um what I and every time they'd say, nope, wrong. You know, and then would explain to me why. And after a couple of months of this went by, I literally thought, every day I thought they're going to, they're going to fire me because I'm an idiot. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm convinced I'm an idiot, but um, you know, but I was involved and they, they kept spending a lot, a lot of time with me. And um, one day something happened and I made a, I made a big, big mistake and they were mad. And these guys were gentlemen. They were, they were Texans. They don't get angry, right? Mm. They Mm. don't, that's not because that's not polite. Right. And, um, they were mad and I, I, I apologized and I was, I was just distraught and I thought this is it. And, uh, and one of them said to me, um, and pardon my language. And he, and he looked at, he literally squared me up and looked at me and he said, he said, look, if you ain't up, you ain't doing anything. And he Turned <laughs> away and he walked away. And I, I literally stood there And I got back into my pickup truck and I thought about it and I'm like, you know, he's right. If you're not making mistakes, you're not doing anything. Right. And, um, and that moment right there gave me uh, a ton of confidence. Mm -hmm. And I spent, I ended up spending about another year and a half there and, and they were pretty much done there. And they were telling everybody that in about a month we were all going to go back home where we were from because that's how they did this and they said in about a month i want to say it was like october 31st or something like that they said all right we're all going to meet in houston i think they were buying an oil company or they were in, taking over some type of oil company o- oil industry was not doing well at that time economy was getting crappy and these guys were thrilled to death because there were all kinds of mm-hmm. deals come up i said okay we're all going to meet here and whatever and um and I went in the office and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. And, uh, and they, and they couldn't believe it. And I said, um, I said, I'm going to go back home and, um, um, I'm going to start something. I'm not quite sure what yet. I got an idea, but, um, I, I, I I didn't tell them this, but in my mind, I'm thinking I can do this. Mm -hmm. I know how to do it. I've watched it. I seen it work. I know how all this goes. Right. So I had all this confidence. They wished me well. They gave me a two month severance, which is really cool. Wow. And, uh, and, and wished me luck, left me an open door. And um, I I went back uh, to the Midwest, moved into my parents' basement crappy old salt box from, you know, you know, (laughs) world war two and, um, you know, lived amongst the spider webs on this, you know, crappy old 1950s table and wired up a phone and, um, started a business and literally the night I got back that I moved back there, it was uh, a night of the year where like all the people I knew of my age would, uh, every year, this one night would go to this one nightclub. Mm-hmm. So everybody would kind of catch up and whatever. And it was down in a basement area. And I walked down that flight of stairs and I got about three quarters of the way down. I was by myself and I looked across the bar and the dance floor or whatever. And I swear to God, I said to myself, in my head, I'm going to be more successful than anybody else here. And I sat, I went through that whole night. I went through that whole night and, you know, you meet up with everybody and I heard about everybody getting their degrees and everybody in their jobs and whatever. And I'm just nodding my head and thinking, you, you guys got that, but I got this. Mm. I saw it all happen. I was part of it. I know how to do it. And um, I literally uh, had, when I moved back, I had sold everything I had. I had $400 in cash. I sold everything from my boom box to my clothes to, I mean mm. everything.
0: Can I, can and, I stop uh, you what, to me that's super unique like where does that where does that confidence come from is that purely from your experience with with these guys or was that something that's kind of been there this whole time? It was a per, it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect combination of um I was so
2: sick of living this humiliating life mm. of of not having of not having any money, of not having any of the things that I wanted of not having any of the relationships that I, that I wanted all out of fear and embarrassment of Mm -hmm. the life that I was brought, brought into. And I just had enough, just had enough. And I just being, being put into that situation where I got to see that, um, you know, it's not just. Like like my parents and family have told me forever, it's not just doctors and lawyers that, that are well off.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
2: other people. And there's yeah. ways to do it. And and it and it can be taught and it can be learned. And that combination, like I said, I came back and that you know how you have those things in your life that happen and they're in your memory and they are so clear, it's like they happened 20 minutes ago. Yeah. That that's how that such that's how me <laughs> standing on those stairs, looking looking over that bar.
1: Yeah. And, uh,
2: and looking at that and saying that is like, I'm not embarrassed anymore.
1: Which and by I the way is, that- a, is a bold statement. When you have $400 in your pocket, you just moved in with your parents. All your friends are coming back with degrees. I mean, you're my, like, I think that people oh, yeah. <laughs> just having that confidence, that level of mindset, I, mm-hmm. I think is, I mean, for me personally, that's what's led to a lot of success. It started with that belief in myself of mm-hmm. I can become successful. So that's cool. You had such a a defining moment right there. Mm -hmm.
2: It it is. And that's, um, uh, and that's why, you know, for years I didn't share any of, any of these, uh, any of these stories, but I I know they're, they're so important for, somebody is going to listen to this interview and it's, and it's going to click. They're going to look, I Uh just know it, that they're going to look at me and they're going to say, you know, I'm that guy. Mm -hmm. I'm that guy. And if that idiot can do it, I can, (laughs) you know, I know that's what they're going to think. Um, so yeah, so I went back, I, you know, I had my 400 bucks and I, and that whole night I walked around and talked to everybody and whatever, and just nodded. And I know some of those people were just laughing at me on the inside and and it didn't bother me one bit, went back and, um, uh, in literally almost five years to the day, eh, five years and a couple of months. Um, I had a million dollars in assets. I was a millionaire. Wow. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. I mean, it is so ridiculous to talk about and think about. Um, But you got to remember, I know today, especially younger people would look at that and they'd say, big deal, took you five years, you know, to get to a million. I'm like, pre-internet, dude. Yeah, I built a real business with real services and real products. <laughs> let's see. Yeah. yeah. Let's see you do it. Let, let's see half you guys do that. You know what I mean? Um, It ain't, it wasn't easy. It's still not easy, uh-huh. but, uh, but yeah, it uh, um you know, but it, it literally went, went, you know, went like that. And I, I had a end of year meeting with my accountant and I had been living fi- by that time I had been living, you know, Eh, almost five years in this crappy little second floor duplex, not far from my office. And I stopped at my accountant to go over the year on stuff and I'm looking at it and I'm like, it was like a million four, eight, something like that. Right. Some number like that. And I'm like, I get a million in assets. And she didn't even look up at me and she just kind of nodded. huh? And I said, does that mean I'm a millionaire? And I kind of laughed at myself she said, and she said, yep. And when I, yep. <laughs> when I literally, I literally went home and, and this is, this is the other part uh-huh. that, you know, then we can, you know, then we can, you know, really go on and go on to what, into what's going on now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but I do want to say, say this and make sure that people understand this I went home from that meeting. And I was like, floored, floored, mm-hmm. yeah. but I drove home in my, you know, in my three-year-old pickup truck to my second floor crappy duplex and I stopped on the way home and I bought myself, you know, half a pound of fresh shrimp and some angel hair pasta. Mm -hmm. And I went up into my crappy little apartment and I made it and I sat down on my couch in the same place that I always do and thought, okay, here's, I'm there. I'm there where I thought I'd never be where I'm, I'm farther ahead of anybody that I know. Mm -hmm. And this is it. I'm still driving the same pickup truck in the same shitty apartment, eating pasta on my sofa, you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, so it isn't, you know, I, I, you know, I know people that have never had it or never been there. I've never had big successes. You know, I, I think it's really easy for those people to look at, say people like us, uh, or people like you and, and look at us and say, yeah, but you, like, no, it's, you know, you know, they think it's easy to say, it's not just about the money, you know, it's, you know, it's not just about money's not everything or whatever. Um, no, it's it that's that's absolutely true. When you hear people say that, uh it's it's absolutely true. It's mm-hmm. uh it's more than just that and and that's kind of uh where where my life went is um mm-hmm. you know I kept I kept building that. I built that into a multi-million dollar company, spread it into three more companies and um and the stress just got just mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. And um the more and more successful I got, everybody on the outside was, you know, was, you know, looking at me thinking, you know, this is, you know, you know, guys live in the dream, right? Had the million dollar house by this point, got the million dollar house, trips all over the place, you know, the cars, I mean, whatever, right? Got it all. And mm-hmm. I am just absolutely fried and burnt and pressure mm-hmm. and just I mean, it's not great. And uh 2004 I went in for a routine physical they said you have stage 3b testicular cancer wow. um you got about 3 months to live you know go home get your affairs in order jeez that's crazy <laughs> Yeah and right and it's and, and you know and that's the thing is you know there, there's a sacrifice for everything you know Yeah. and um and, and that's kind of that was the start of how uh you know how we got to what what we do now and um Are you saying,
1: are you saying there's a sacrifice to everything because of all the stress your body was under? Is that what, what led to that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I had decided, you know, I went home, I'd only been married a few years and my wife and I, you know, you know, we had a a very, uh, uh, deep talk, you know, actually, um, I called her on the phone. I, I was up in Wisconsin when I got the news, it was at night, I got the news and, um, my wife was, uh, staying at our condo in, in Florida, in Naples, we had a vacation condo at the time or, um, yeah, or she might've been living there part-time and back, just going back and forth. And, um, she flew up like the next day and we had a conversation and kind of decided, um, you know, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to fight. We're going to try to find an answer. You know, we're going to fight. We'll, we'll spend it all. If I die, you know, my wife's young enough got my life insurance policy. Let's, let's get after it. Mm-hmm. And and we did. And my wife made me promise that I would put as much work into trying to find a way to survive as I did at work every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we spent a million and a half dollars, like 1.55 million of our own money. Um, wow. lost everything, um, ended up bankrupt, whatever, um, traveled the world, um, got scammed by a lot of people. Some people helped, uh, learned a ton. And, um, you know, four years later, I survived. And um, during that time, uh, my wife and I, we, you know, she's a hairstylist. She's one of the top hairstylists in the world, actually. She's very well known. And um, we had a discussion and came come to realize that a lot of the chemicals and things that I was around every day were also in her hair and beauty products that she was using in the salon every day, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm going you know, cause we're literally sitting there and I'm like, you know, I think it might've been this that triggered this and whatever. And she's like, know, she's like, I use that every single day on every single client. I'm like, you're kidding. Right. <laughs> and all this, this just kind of went on and on and on. So we decided, we're like, okay, you know, if I live, because I'd, I'd come from the chemical and ingredient, uh, you know, industry. Um, and she, being in the salon industry, we decided we're going to try to, you know, create products that work like salon professional quality products, but didn't have the chemicals in them. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got better, um, we um, we did that. Now, you know, granted, it took, it took a little bit of time because um, – after I finally got better, it took a good solid year mm-hmm. for me to recover from the the whole incident, and it was it was not just uh, the physical part, um, you know, because my body's tore apart, but it was it was also a mental thing. Um, mm-hmm. I had gotten a pretty bad case of chemo brain, so my you know one of the things that I believe that had really made me successful over time was um, you know was my mind, you know, Mm -hmm, was my ability to talk was my ability to negotiate things. Um, And I felt like I had lost that. Mm. And um, it, it took, it took me a while. I um, see that you guys are like this. I'll tell you a really quick story about where I finally got a breakthrough on that got to a point where I was um, um, where it was really getting to me. And I was going to the beach every day, um, uh, jet skiing or paddle boarding Mm. or whatever, mostly jet skiing every day by myself right in a little cove by myself and it's this little cove in a gulf and i'm i know you guys will know what, what i mean you know there's areas where you'll get some you know waves that'll break on the shallow you know areas close, you know like a little bit offshore you know where the, yeah. the dip goes and kind of right and um you know the dolphins are you know they're usually out there riding the waves too you know they like to surf right <laughs> and uh you know, so I'd be out there and whatever. And, you know, they're looking at you and I'm looking at because they don't want you hitting them and I don't want them. Hitting me, right. <laughs> but I mean, it was just day after day, after day, I'm going out there. And then one day I'm coming off the face of this wave and I see this dolphins in the face of this wave and I'm coming off the top. Right. So I'm going to come off the top of it. I'm going to ride the face. Right. Yeah. And he's coming across the face and I see his eye and I'm like, I can't back off, right? Ugh. And I'm staring at him in his eye, I'm like staring at his eyes. And all of a sudden, as clear as day, I hear this voice in my head say, What in the hell are you still doing here? And it and it shocked me. And I tumbled over, you know, ass over a tea kettle. Um, of, of course, my butt hits the bottom, you know, because it's that deep, right? <laughs> oh and my um God. And, um, and what happens? The, the waves take the jet ski and zoom right towards shore. So I'm like 250 yards offshore, you know,
1: just stuck stuck on a little
2: shallow bar. Wow. Right. And I got to start swimming in a wetsuit, and whatever. And I'm bitching and whatever. And then I had another breakthrough and I'm like, that's enough. That I, you know, I'm like, I, I'm, you know, I, I got through all this crap before and now I'm letting it get to me again, what other people are going to think about me or say about me or, but I'm like enough, right? Enough. And, um, I'm pounding the water like an idiot. Luckily I'm the only one out there, <laughs> but, I, but I, but I, I got out and I went back, um, loaded up and I never went back there Dang, Wow. ever, ever. I haven't been on a jet ski since. And I was going Every, every day I I'm to since. And, um, but I did, so we, you know, I did that and I really put my nose to the grindstone and, um, started working with my wife and creating uh, all these product lines. And we, um, we have, uh, I think, f- you know, five hair and beauty brands. We were the first like indie brand that really figured out how to make salon quality products that actually worked, mm-hmm. that used only natural and organic ingredients. Wow. We're the first.
0: Yeah. And, um, can I, you know, which, can which I ask really you a cool. quick question before we transition into that piece of this? So when you're faced with such uh, compelling evidence that you're, you're in your last days, you know, they said you have three months to live. Was there ever, and this might be a little bit of a, a weird question, but was there ever a temptation in that where it just felt like everything was against you And it sounds like you really had to fight to even get better. And you, you traveled a ton of research and and invested in yourself and your health. Was there ever a point where you're like questioning yourself and you're like, I'm just like, this is it I'm going to throw in the towel and what I've done is done. And, or how did you combat that compelling evidence that was saying your time is limited?
2: Well, you know, what's funny. Um, And this goes to another great point that, I, I hope people listening to this will absolutely remember this because it is so important. Whoever you pick for a mate is, is, is so vital to how the whole rest of your life is going to go. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't take that lightly. You know, yeah. don't take the smart one. Cause she's smart. Don't take the pretty one. Cause she's pretty. Don't take the, you know, I, it, you, you got, got, don't pick the one that everybody else tells you is the one, mm-hmm. you know, that don't take that choice of uh, of who you're going to marry lightly, mm-hmm. uh, and I say that because my wife um, grew up uh, as a competitive gymnast. She was actually invited to the uh, to Bella Caroli's branch uh, in wow. uh, in Texas, uh, where all the you know elite U.S. gymnasts um, train or get tortured, whatever you want to consider <laughs> it. They 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 they, they turn. There's a, there's a reason why the women's U S gymnastics team wins everything in the Olympics all the time, Mm -hmm. year after decade, after decade, after decade, it's because the Carolis turn them into little warriors Mm -hmm. and, um, and my wife growing up in that environment, there's, she's, um, she can be very hard to live with. She can be very hard to live with, but she's the kind of person that you you want to be around because the work ethic she's got a work ethic i don't know anybody with a work ethic like her mm-hmm. i don't know anybody that doesn't complain like mm-hmm. like she does but she's also um for better or worse and in my situation it was for better um you we're not losing there mm-hmm. there is no losing yeah. There, we are not. We are not losing. Period. There, it just doesn't. It's just. It's so. It, when you're around people like that who who really believe that, like that, that is their their ethos. I, I'm, you know, I'm winning. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. There's no right. Yeah. And um, um, and uh, uh, having that, we talked about this, um, over those four years, that four year period of me being sick there was only one very small period where I, where for her, there was a little bit of um, uh, where, where there was a, a little bit of, where she thought maybe that, that was it. And it was, it was, the mm-hmm. uh, it was the third time I had, I had stage three B cancer three times. It wasn't mm-hmm. until the third time that I beat it came back worse every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the second time going into the third time and it was really aggressive and it was really fast. And I think she got scared. She's like, crap, we're, we ain't going to get it this time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, it's it, we, we knew it. And we were laying in bed one night, and and she said a couple of couple of things, and and um, and I realized that. But but literally, as soon as that was gone, it was right back to the fight. Mm. Like she had got that out, wanted to get that one thing out, and it was boom, right, right back to the fight. We we did We never thought we were, we never thought I was going to die. Mm. Everybody else thought I was going to die. We never thought it. Wow. And not saying that not not saying that I very well couldn't have. Right. But we just. We, we just didn't, we just didn't have that. And we go into, into business the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think we've been successful with all the things that we've been doing is, um, um, you know, it's not that, you know, we, a, we've got a no quit attitude. It doesn't mean that we won't adjust the plan if things are, I mean, you know, you know, test, learn, adjust, test, yeah. learn, adjust. I mean, we've made a lot of adjustments. So, you know, over the, uh, over the years, um, you know but we don't quit <laughs> yeah so so after that yeah.
1: that period the three beating it for the third time you're feeling better but yeah. it kind of took a mental toll on you as well lost yeah lost a lot of your money lost a lot of confidence because yeah. you didn't feel like you had the mental edge so that's when you went yeah you know jet ski into the cove and kind of escaping it in a sense and then you're like enough i gotta go fight again so that yep. kind of leads us back to where what you were saying of of launching these brands you're currently running i believe right
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, and that's it. And and really, you know, put our heads down to it and uh, and did it. And there were a lot of people who are very, very well known, very, very powerful people in the uh, in the health and beauty industry who laughed at us. And said mm-hmm. it. It never happened. It mm-hmm. never worked. You can't do it. There's a reason the big companies aren't doing it. It's because it, you can't. You can't make them this way. You can't make them without toxins and chemicals and whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, you know. And that. I mean, for people like my wife and I, that it's like, it's like the worst thing you could say to us, right? Uh, it's, totally. It's like <laughs> on <the fire. laughs> Game on. <laughs> Hold my beer, right? <laughs> it might take me a. While, it might take me a while, but we'll get it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And uh, and and we we did. Um, I'm sure you guys are, you know, don't know a lot about uh, um, about like, say, the hair industry in general. But my wife is um, was the person that brought um, non-toxic, non-ammonia, pretty much chemical free um, professional hair color brands to the American board of certified master hair Colors organization, wow. which is the, in the United States, that's the, like mm-hmm. the governing body.
1: Jeez. And uh,
2: she was the one to, to bring him there and was pretty much blackballed for it for a number of years. Dang, That's um, crazy.
1: So was that the yeah. first brand that you guys started?
2: No, that was, uh, that was actually while we were still, we were still, you know, creating our, our other brands. Okay. That was a connection with a, um, with another brand. And, my wife just, you know, was able to figure out how to, um, how to do you know important things in that industry, like, you know, make it color gray and stick, mm-hmm. you, know, you yeah. know, stuff like that, stuff that you couldn't do with things that didn't have chemicals in them. And, um, and, and the, um, the, the big governing boards didn't want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> My I'm wife started sure. calling them dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are, you're not paying attention to where this industry is going. And then uh, two years later, we went to some of the biggest uh, hair industry shows in the world, which are, uh, I know the average person doesn't realize them, but they're gigantic. The industry is huge health and beauty, huge. Uh, but we started going to some of the biggest shows about two years later. And all of a sudden, wow. sure enough, L'Oreal, you know, multi-billion dollar brands started coming out with their own brands. And we just sat there at back and laughed and we like, see, we're on the cutting edge.
1: It was possible. And,
2: um, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so we started creating, uh, we created, a, a line called raw hair organics. Uh, we created another line after that called, uh, raw curls, um, raw curls as a natural and organic, uh, brand for curly ethnic textured hair, which, uh, right now in 2020, about 70 to 75% of people worldwide have that particular type mm. of hair. Wow. And, um, we make specific products, um, for that. Um, we're probably the second largest indie brand, um, for that. That literally, literally started in my kitchen. I mean, if you, wow. if you go to my, if you go to our, my Facebook page, you scroll back, you'll, you'll see pictures of our, of our house, like covered mm-hmm. in boxes and stuff. It was <laughs> like a factory. And, um, uh, yeah, so we have, have that, we sell that in, um, almost a hundred countries worldwide now. Um, uh, uh, we have a, um, a natural and organic product line that we created uh, called Raw Paws. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, um, a skincare line called RH Organics Skincare, which is a natural and organic um, anti-aging, age-defying uh, brand of uh, products that um, won a 2019 Best of the Best Award from Organic Spa Magazine. Um, two products in our Raw Curls line um, won um, 2020 best of the best leaders in curl all time. Holy grail awards from naturally curly.com. That is the highest award in curly hair products in the world. we wow. won two of them in 2020. Dang. And, um, uh, and then, uh, what else do we have? So I got raw hair organics, raw paws, rods grooming. Uh, no, we didn't do that. That was after that. And then, um, and then we have the raw organics line now, which is our, uh, our supplement line. Um, And that is actually a lifestyle brand started out with a green juice powder. And it's the one that I used when, um, when I was fighting cancer, Mm. not that it cures cancer, but, uh, it was actually, um, created for me when I was searching for answers. I, um, I found a guy who was a Chinese medicine physician who actually treated Fidel Castro Cuban guy. And, um, yeah, actually treated, him uh, I think twice when he was battling cancer and some other, something else. And, uh, and I met this guy and, uh, he looked at all my records and he said, um, you know, you're, you're really sick and I'm sure you know that. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he told me I'm, I'm down to about a month, you know? And, uh, and he said to me, he said, well, he said, he said, if I can't get you healthy first, he said, it's not going to matter if you find something to kill the cancer because everything else in your body's shutting down. So he created this green juice powder for me. I started taking it twice a day and along with some other stuff and, and, um, I, over the course of a couple of months, I got significantly better and it bought me time, is what mm-hmm. it did. I didn't realize how bad, I didn't realize how bad I felt until I felt good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: And, um, and it was, and it was re- really interesting how, how that worked and how that blend was, was put together. You know, it, it had, you know, 12 superfoods in it and whatever. And I'm like, well, what about these other things that you see on the market? That one says they got 75 vitamins and minerals in this and whatever. And he's like, your body can't use all that. And, you know, first of all, and second of all, it's in to have 75 of anything in a scoop this big, you know, it's it's not going to be enough to do anything. And, um, I, at, at the time I was, you know, I had some trepidation because, you know, we're, I'm an American, you know, more is better, right? It's gotta be better, right? More of of a good thing, right? It didn't make any sense to me uh, until I started uh, taking it. And, um, and yeah, and I continue to take it ever since. And over the years I had a number of, of my friends, you know, come stay at my house and I, I I didn't realize this till probably three or four years ago where I had some close friends of mine um, would start, you know, finally started saying, they said, you know, when you got better, we all thought for sure you were going to start selling that stuff. Because <laughs> I'm me, right? Yeah, I'm a, totally. I'm <laughs> and, and I'm like, and I said, I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. And they're like, why? And I, I said, because then I got to tell this story, and I mm. just, just don't want to relive it. I'm just not, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. But one of my friends actually convinced me. Um, we had a conversation, and he uh, convinced me by saying, uh, in in a roundabout way, saying you know, you know, you got, you got to look at this and say this out of your own mouth. So, you know, Mm -hmm. so you went through this whole journey, you were lucky enough to have the money and the resources and the drive to be able to search the world, to get the answer, to survive this cancer, not once, but three times. And now, you know, you survive and now you're just going to move on with life. Like nothing happened, you know, and and just kind of forget it. Like, really, Mm -hmm. really, you know, and at, when you, when I think of, when I thought of it that way, I was like, yeah, it does kind of sound kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. See you later. I'm going to do this now. Right. <laughs> totally. You know, like, wait, 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 what about, you know? And, um, and I did, I had, I came to terms with it and I finally decided to, uh, um, uh, you know, to start making it. And I, I knew it, it was more of a lifestyle thing, which is what I learned about mm-hmm. toxins on, you know, what you put in your body, you know, is important, but what you put on your body is just as important. Yes. So, um, so I created this line, this um, raw organics um, uh, line, and it's a, it's a lifestyle brand is what it is. So I've got, you know, um, organic shampoo, organic conditioner, um, really high quality um, face cream, face wash, body wash, um, shave cream and aftershave balm that's got an ingredient that I got that's patented by the US military for healing battlefield wounds Whoa. quickly so it's really good mm. for nicks and scrapes and stuff so I I did all this um, I did all this, this stuff to, to put this together um, and I, I, I hope I don't offend anybody and I don't know who any of your clients are so I apologize ahead of time but I just what really pushed me over the edge to actually finally do it take what I knew about you know, it's not just what you put in, it's on the outside and I'm, I'm making all this stuff. I need to make stuff for this and make it affordable, like really affordable, where even an average, you know, person, you know, they can't look at it and say, I can't afford that, you yeah. know, and make it really, really good quality. But I started to see all these other, like these juice companies and drink companies that are showing up on my, you know, Facebook feed, my Instagram feed. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, this is horse. You know, it's all you know, twenty-four-year-old guys walking around yeah. with their shirts on trying to convince forty-eight-year-old women that they're gonna look like that. You know, if they drink their <laughs> I'm like do you even know I'm like, you guys white labeled this stuff. Don't tell me you made it, you know. Yeah. I got my own lab. I had my own lab since nineteen eighty nine, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, I, I just and, and I know it because I mm-hmm. I lived it. I mean, none of them, none of these people, none of them have a story. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you guys know the name, don't make me name them, but you guys know the major. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. You know, yeah. you know, the dollars they're making because they're they're talking about them in, in different, you know, in, in different environments. Um, you guys know the ones. Yeah. And um, and I just sit back and, and literally that's how how I just kept sitting back. I'm like, you guys are so full of mm-hmm. I'm like, this is just, it's just wrong. You know, it's just yeah. wrong. So um yeah. So I came up with the Roganics uh, deal. Never intended to make any money on it. Still don't. If I do, great. If I don't, I don't care. It's not the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the idea is I need I need guys like me and you to understand it, to to hear my story about what happened to me, especially mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, because you know what the lifestyle's like, and to realize, hey, it, it's it's not just that guy. You know, everybody always thinks when stuff like what happened to me, they always think that's that happens to other people. That doesn't happen to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the same thing. You know, um, this stuff, this stuff, it it matters. And, um, uh, and if you don't, you know, it's, it's going to bite you and it's going to bite you when you don't want it. And you're, you're going to end up like me where you come from nothing. You know, you, 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 you build yourself your own little empire, you know, and you lose it because you neglect everything else. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. And then you get to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) which is kind of okay because I, I, I really enjoy what I do, <laughs> but, <laughs> right, yeah, but you yeah. know what I mean? If I had a choice, yeah. I, I wouldn't, but, um, but uh, actually yeah. that brings well, that,
1: me to a good question. Cause you had such a good point earlier. What would you say to yourself when you were, you know, super stressed out trying to build a businesses, build more money? What would you go back and say to yourself then? Of would you tell yourself to slow down or I mean, knowing what you know now, you wouldn't trade that experience for anything. But if you could go back and tell yourself like, hey, you don't you don't need to stress yourself out this much. You don't need to run your body in the ground just to make money. Would would there be anything like that? Or what would you say to yourself? Uh,
2: I um, and I know how hard this is for a lot of people. It was really hard for me to accept. Um, I, I am I am not I am not a believer in in the um, in the commonly held belief of work-life balance. I do not believe that exists. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as work work-life balance because if if you're doing something that's life related, the work is suffering. If you're doing something worse work related, the life is is, is suffering. It, it might be that much, yeah. it might be that much, but it's still, it it can't balance. It it can't. That being said, um, you have to learn and and i'm talking to myself um, i needed to do this i needed to learn and understand how to comfortably live in the unbalance mm-hmm. and that and and that and that's it because um, time off or time away or time doing other things um uh, say not business related which for somebody like me is is really tough and especially for my my you know, my wife as well. And I, I think, especially after, you know, what we went through for my wife, I think it's even harder, you know, cause she runs a big salon, you know, she's got product lines. She runs an Academy. Um, you know, we're building a facility on our property in Naples to train people. I mean, we got a lot going on mm-hmm. and I think after going through what we went through, um, I think, you know, for her, it's really hard. And I know it is for a lot of people to not um, you 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 don't want to not make hay when the sun's shining you know what i mean yeah. it's hard it's hard to not but at the same time you know we've we've learned as well that there's there there's value in um in in you know in in getting away and doing something um family recreation you know wh- whatever that that is but you have to accept i really believe it's it's such a it's such an off base mantra uh, to be able to say the the term work-life balance. There Mm -hmm. is none. There is none. It's impossible. You have, you, you have to learn to comfortably live in the, uh, in the unbalance, but you got to do it on both ways.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. One thing, one thing we always say is uh, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a way to communicate a similar sentiment, but we say, you know, coming alive where you're planted and, you know, it, it doesn't matter what season of life you're in or what, where your, your focus is. It's just, you know, life goes through a lot of different seasons. And sometimes you're putting a lot into business. Sometimes you're putting a lot into, fa- into family or, or whatever. And you uh-huh. got to be able to come alive and thrive no matter what the external circumstances are. And
1: Ken, we want to be respectful of your time too today. That was all really good stuff. Uh, anything else that you want to share with the listeners, any parting words, and then also would love to know uh, where people can find all these awesome products that you're talking about.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, I, <laughs> and for people that know me, I I could talk for hours and, and, and hours about this. Um, there's just so much that, you know, that I've learned Um, during this, um, one thing that I'd like to tell, especially younger people that I, that I run into is, is don't, don't discount the knowledge that people older than you, um, have, have acquired, Mm -hmm. um, by, you know, by not only just living, but by, you know, living in the, uh, in the business world. Yeah. Things were different 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but there's a lot of pitfalls that you can, uh, you can avoid that can be giant pitfalls. Uh, if you just take the time to, um, uh, to listen to them. Uh, one of the, one of the things that I, I have found sadly with a lot of young people around me is they won't acknowledge, um, they won't acknowledge the people that got them where they got, or mm-hmm. you know where they are now. Yeah. They, they they don't acknowledge those. And um, if you listen to me, and I I tell the story in the same way, is um you know had it had it not been for the time that those gentlemen spent with me, um in the in the venture capital world, there's no way I'd be where I am today. No way. You know they 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 looking back, it's it's almost embarrassing for me to think how much time they wasted on me, you know, how much they Mm -hmm. didn't have to. I mean, time is everybody's most valuable asset Mm -hmm. and yet they gave it to me freely. They gave me all that knowledge, you know, for, for free. And, um, and, and um, um, both of them have, have, have passed, you know, have passed on now, but um, I always made sure um, that, that I let them know that and what was really funny is that, um, you know, one of them would always tell me, um, you know, don't, don't, don't tell me, you know, show me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it really, um, if there's such thing as sanctified pride, I had sanctified pride in, in being able, um, to, you know, to have them look at me years later and say, you know, yep, he, did, he you know, he did what we told him. And, um, you know, and and got where he is and acknowledges where he got it from. So that's that that, I think is really, really important. I think I think way too many people in the, um, especially in the 35 and under space, um, I, I think they discount the, the, the knowledge um, and help that they can get from people who are much older than them that have, you know, lived through a whole lot more. Like just for example, like right now, okay, this last year with COVID, you know, it's been disastrous for a lot of businesses. Well, I'm, I'm only 55 and I've been through literally in my business life, four major downturns. You don't get through four major downturns and survive and not learn a little something about getting through. (laughs) Totally. Yep a stupid nine month pandemic, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. no big deal. Watch the stock market go down 40% and See how you do, or 30% and see how you do, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you get what I'm saying is that it's, it's, you know, there's, 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 there's so much knowledge and help out there that, that you can get um, yeah. utilize it.
0: Yeah. utilize. It. Man, that's so good. And, and totally appreciate, you know, I, I feel like I'm just sitting here soaking this in and, you know, hearing you talk and, and your experience and stuff, uh, you know, I'm actually feeling really grateful for you being generous with your time and, and taking the time to share some of those lessons. That's, yeah, I feel, uh, extremely blessed. So thank you.
2: Well, you're, you're very, uh, you're very welcome. Oh, let me throw one other thing out there. Yeah, okay. Go for it. And, 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 and you guys will appreciate this. One of the other things that uh, I started a couple of years ago uh, was a podcast, a uh, podcast and video show like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife and I do it every week. It's called the curly hair uh, curly hair, Q and a show. And uh, in 2019, it won the award of second place of uh as the number two podcast in the hair and beauty industry that you must subscribe to in 2019. That's and awesome. I, I started it, you know, me, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, started it in the hair industry. And, um, it has, um, it has absolutely been a huge tool in the growth of our, um, uh, of our product lines and our, and our companies. And, um, it, it you know it wasn't easy to do at first you know we have a lot of great equipment now and whatever but we didn't we started it very basic with a cell phone but the the thing that I wanted to share about that that's important um, start a podcast mm-hmm. start start a podcast and give away your best knowledge for free yeah don't 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 do a podcast and give away you know this much information to you know to lure lure them into your <laughs> BS 4997 course, right? <laughs> give, give it, give it away mm-hmm. um, because that's exactly what we do. Um, you know, like I said, my, my wife is one of the best in the business in the world. Um, we sit there for an hour every single week without fail. That's another thing. You're going to do a podcast, you know, make sure you're there when you say you're going to be there. And uh, we probably got about 400 or so episodes now wow. that, you know, wow. finished. And what's really interesting is, is, um, w- w- without using it as a tool to sell and just giving knowledge, I can literally. Here's a secret. I I, I hope only I hope only people industry people are are listening to this like <laughs> you and I, but trust me. After a while, that podcast, we can recommend products, and liter- you know, as as the correct answer to legitimate questions from people live, and when the show is over for the next three hours afterwards. I can go on the analytics in my website and just watch them spike.
0: Wow. That's cool. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people in e-commerce don't think about that, you know, of a podcast being uh, valuable. It's more of the service industry like we're in. So that's super good advice for all the e-commerce store owners. That's huge.
2: People will always ask me when I tell them to do a podcast whenever, and they'll always say, well, I don't understand how you make money at it. And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> my podcast is 7 30 p.m. Eastern time every Monday night and by midnight I'll make five six grand every single Monday <laughs> yeah and that yeah. and that's just the live portion right yeah, totally. it's totally it you know and and the, and the thing is is that the, the way we do it is we don't sell anybody anything uh-huh. we just give them, yeah. we just give them the right answers you give them the right answers mm-hmm. you know and even the people that don't I I know that eventually um you know they're 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 coming back. Totally. They, they just do it's the whole gift. It, it really is. You know, Gary V talks about all the time about the whole thing about give, 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 ask. When you out of a podcast, you can give, 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 And it gets to a point where you don't even have to ask. Yeah. It's coming yeah. back to you. It's the rep, rep uh, what do they call it? A reciprocity bias mm-hmm. where you give so much that, that ev- the people that are t- getting it from you that are receiving have to subconsciously, they have to even that out. Yeah, and they do. They just they just do. Do a podcast. Podcast is is, is probably the biggest thing that uh, tip that I can give people right now in business. Um, just start it, even if nobody's listening. We did that. For, I did it when I first started it on my own. I was doing it on my own. Nobody was listening. Mm, nobody yeah. was nobody. Nobody, <laughs> not even my relatives. Um, but after a while, all of a sudden, it spiked up, and um, um, our I won't tell you what our numbers are. But they're really, really, really good, award-winning. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: sounds like. It.
2: <laughs> and they weren't four years ago. They weren't. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. Pot, podcasts, like what you guys are doing here, um, you know. And I've I've listened to every single one of your
0: uh, one of your shows. You know, oh, wow. just
2: put out just put out great just put out great content.
0: Wow. Out- awesome. Well, thanks so much, Ken. Uh, really sure. blessed to have you on today, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you catch you later.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you can check us out, rawganix.com, raw um, rawhairorganics.com, rawpaws.com, rawcurls.com. I think that's it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll include the I notes so people can find that. Yeah, and we'll just click we'll, on it. We'll make it easy for them. <laughs> put all the links below. All right. All right. <laughs> wonderful.
2: Wonderful. Great. Thanks a lot. Take care, you guys.